Hello and welcome to another episode of TWSS with Zach and Nicole. Awesome. Uh, we have so much to talk about. I say that every episode, but I feel... No, but we actually do this episode. <laughs> exactly. Like, I really feel in the I last went a little overboard. We have we've had so much and I'm looking forward to seeing what's on the docket. So if um, you're ready to get on it, then I'm ready to get on it. But first, before we get into today's episode, I just want to say... Um, if you are new here, welcome. This is a platform where Nicole and I discuss entertainment news. If you've been here before, returning listener, thank you for rejoining us. Super glad to have you back. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at TWSSPod, um, where we share different content and uh, talk about different things. So, really excited. Just want to add that promo at the beginning of the show. Nicole, do you have anything to add on that? Oh, just great plug-in, Zach. I'm always appreciative of when you do that. But yeah, definitely give us a follow. Um, we definitely have new, some new things that we've been discussing. You know, same old Marvel, Star Wars, anything to do with entertainment. Um, we've been more active on social media recently. I've kind of taken a little hi- hiatus again because of our schedules, but back on our grind. And I'm excited to get into the episode. Zach, are you ready? I'm ready. Hit me with it. All right. So had to go with this one first since it's so fresh. Um, actually, let's actually, I'm going to skip around on the, um, on the script I created Thor love and thunder. We finally received a trailer yesterday and it's so funny because I have not been anticipating this really. I was very, I was under the impression they were going to wait until the next two weeks when Doctor Strange into the Multiverse of Madness came out. But it makes sense since we are getting another Marvel project that a Marvel, another Marvel trailer would premiere before it. So um, not many thoughts on it, really. But Phil and I from uh, the Way Forward podcast have been messaging back and forth regarding the trailer. And I said, I think it was great, but I didn't love it. I think it's a great teaser. I, I like the direction they're going in because now this is the only OG Avenger to really get a fourth film. So it's interesting to see what Taika, what TT will do with it. Um, love that at the end we saw the mighty Thor. Um, definitely have theories on those. Um, definitely believe that she's either a variant of Thor. I don't think she's a Jane Foster we know and love. But I could be wrong. I usually am wrong. Not going to place money on that. But um, to those of you who know that I have lost money bets in the past to Zach. But definitely think that um, she's a variant. And I think we'll see something like that possibly in the Multiverse of Madness. But I can't bank on it. Um, But everything else about the trailer was amazing. We got to see King Valkyrie. We got to see a little bit of Zeus. We have not seen Gore the Butcher, the God Butcher yet. Um... Yeah, I would say it's a nice 8 out of 10 trailer just because I love Thor. Um, The synopsis for it came out basically about him just kind of finding out who he is, finding out what his purpose is, and yeah, not much to really go off of yet, but I'm assuming we'll get a, a newer trailer, like a more official trailer in the next month or two when Doctor Strange premieres um zach any thoughts on the thor love and thunder trailer that you care to share 
<laughs> yeah, uh, I saw it. I saw it this morning. Um, I'd agree. Eight out of ten. I, I don't. I don't think it's fantastic. I don't think it's bad. I think obviously you've got the humor there as usual. I think it's going to be absolute riot with the Guardians of the Galaxy. I think that's going to make it hilarious. Um, glad to see Thor is back in shape, first of all. Um, and that's cool. Yes, yes. Right. I think the addition of Zeus is going to be very interesting and all the new characters we're going to experience. I also think um, the development of what's going to happen in the new Asgard is going to be interesting. Also love the fact that Taika went back and really pulled from the comics with uh, comic book scenes and from characters in the comic books, um, especially the uh, the goat sled thing. I think that's going to be really cool. Um, yeah, I noticed that. But otherwise, I think it's a good trailer. I think it, it didn't leave me any didn't leave me with any questions really. Then again, same. And know, you know what? I've noticed yeah. that. You're a huge store fan, so I was just like, oh, maybe maybe you would love it. But I think, yeah, I didn't leave with any questions about what's going to happen. It was very plain, cut, dry. Um, and obviously, I, I, I love the fact that, you know, Marvel fans feel like VFX is hiding something from us. <laughs> but um, yes. and that's like, I love that there's a theme <laughs> that's going on. But otherwise, like, as a trailer itself, I really, I really think it was, it was decent. It was pretty good. And uh, Lady Thor, uh, Mighty Thor, sorry. Um, Mighty Thor. Interested to see how that works and what that's about. But again, like, love the fact that we're pulling characters and that we're mm-hmm. really giving Thor fans something to, to rape about. And yeah, you're right. This is the only Avenger with the fourth film, but that's also because the second one sucked. So it would make sense. I think this is making up for it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, exactly. I... I... I agree. Honestly, if I'm being completely frank with everyone, I didn't have an expectation going into this trailer because we know he's already had his first three. So there's only so much you can, and correct me if I'm wrong though, but there's only so much you can expect going into a fourth solo Avenger film, if that makes sense. Like there's only so much you can really kind of gather and you're like, okay, so we've already gone through the infinity saga like we know that there's really not going to be any of those left um so i'm interested to see like it's almost kind of like his retirement in a sense and i think it's just going to be hysterical i mean the music with the trailer phenomenal the cgi was pretty good i mean from these films you have to expect it's going to be completely cgi'd um i like seeing the young thor teenage thor and then him training montage i hope we get one of those um his hat said the strongest avenger which someone pointed out um i i I just think it's gonna be one of those feel-good films and it's gonna be just like a a nice kind of funny thing after we see wanda completely annihilate all these like multiversal characters so i think i'm just excited for something funny and lighthearted, and to see where they go with thor because i'm i i don't know if i haven't heard of him sign on for other films or projects. I, but I know Chris Hemsworth has said that he would like to continue coming back. Cause let's be real. That's basically his like main kind of character. He really plays not to throw shade, but it's what he's kind of developed for himself. So I'm interested to see where they take this character or if he passes the mantle on or what they're going to do with him. 
Um, but any other thoughts on the Thor Love and Thunder trailer? Um, Guns and Roses, man. It Sweet Child oh. Man always hits. Cute. And yes. I was really, I was really glad that, you know, we're paying we're homage. And I feel like the song kind of sums up the title of the film too. So I was I was all about it. Yeah, no, I agree. I think it's just I think it's gonna be a feel good film. It's gonna be something for us to kind of laugh at and enjoy. Um, but next, yeah. so, <laughs> um, so we both saw two very different films over the weekend, <laughs> and we, j- I just had to bring both of them up because I just, <sighs> Fantastic Beast: Secrets of Dumbledore. Um, I know you haven't seen it yet, correct? Yes. Okay. I'm going to do a little non-spoiler review just to give my little take on it, if you're okay with that. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So I was explaining to people before we saw this film, because nobody knows really everything around it. Like, my friends don't. Um, I just kept telling them how much bad juju is around this film, or that's what I call it. Um, It was kind of a letdown. But that's, I, I feel like you would expect that, though. Um, it, I had so much higher, I had higher expectation for this film than the other, than the second one, because they really showcased it as like an action pack, fighting each other, like feel good Harry Potter film. And you don't get the action till really like close to the third act. And the storylines were still all over the damn place. There was one thing, and I won't really spoil it for... I mean, unless you don't care. I haven't even seen The Crimes of Grindelwald, so I, <laughs> like, I'm so <laughs> far removed from this series, so All right, I I'm just going to give a spoiler review then. Okay. So anyone who hasn't, skip ahead, like, probably five minutes, maybe two minutes. Two minutes. Yeah, I'll put, it in the show, um, I'll put it in the show notes <laughs> where to skip to. Um... They did a huge cop-out in the film, and I literally turned... I don't do this ever. It's very rare when I do it, but I turned to Kara, and I turned to my friend Brian the moment that they announced that Credence is a damn Dumbledore. And I turned to them, and I said, that's a huge fucking cop-out for this film. They just wanted some way to kill him, because he was dying in the film, because the Phoenix... I guess the Phoenix follows a Dumbledore around when they're dying, Phoenix was following him around, and Dumbledore says to his brother that we intru- that we see in the film, he's your son. And I looked around, I go, are you kidding me? They did the same shit with Rey Skywalker. Like, this is a whole new thing. So, I had a little tiff about that, and I'm still, I, I just, I can't believe they went down that road. But I feel like it was a way to kill him off without actually killing him off. Because um, yeah. of everything that's going on around him. So he was basically dying at the end of it. Like he literally only had like a scene left. Um, <laughs> it really was like the, 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 the fall, the Dumbledore's brother, Albus's brother, like carries him off. And then you're kind of just like assuming it, like he's going to be gone. They're going to say something. I don't even know if they're going to go with a fourth film. This film made 40 million and it's the lowest budgeting. It's the lowest grossing Harry Potter film out of all the films even in the Harry Potter franchise um I have to give it like a six out of ten because they just completely like it was a good it was 
a good direction of where they were trying to go, but it just didn't make sense. <laughs> and I'm like, it really didn't. And I was, I gave this film so much hype going into it and I have not been able to vent to people that much because they're like, I thought it was okay. I thought it was this. And I'm just like, I need Zach. But one of the guys who I saw it with had the same reaction. He was like, this film was so bad. (laughs) Just like a lot of things that they did didn't make sense in this world compared to Harry Potter. Like it was just, there were so many cop outs. There were so many things that that just didn't make sense. And, but I always try and see the positive side of films because they do put a lot of hard work into it. So I will say that this, that, Mm -hmm. The CGI was beautiful. The acting was great. They're being given material that they need to work with. Jude Law is a fantastic young Dumbledore. I will say that him and Eddie Redmayne have great magic. They have great chemistry. Um, The guy who plays Jacob Wachowski, Kowalski, um, great Mm -hmm. character, always kind of steals every scene he's in. Um, Yeah, I just, I think, I just can't see... there was a little bit of a scene of Dumbledore and Grindelwald facing off because they finally figured out how to break the unbreakable curse or whatever it was, the unbreakable bond. So you got a little glimpse of that, which I wish they had actually done earlier in the film. And I wish that we could, this movie shouldn't even be, even be called fantastic beast in the first place. There's no beast anymore. There's like one beast in every film now and they're barely mentioned. So that's gonna be the end of my rant because i can go on for like a lot longer about this but i won't anyways if you do want to see this film i would wait until it comes on hbo max and then just watch it for free (laughs) it's not even free it's not to pay for hbo max if you already have the subscription just use the ten dollars towards that and you've already kind of won but sorry not sorry warner bros do better Oh my god. Anyways. Well <laughs> I I did not have that problem. I I had an amazing film to watch. So So that was the next one. Tell us about your yeah. film, Zach. Oh my goodness. So I saw everything everywhere all at once. And I have to say, definitely one of the best films I've seen in a long, long, long time. Um just it was weird it was fun it was creative it was (laughs) it was so funny there were so many scenes that were just just so hilarious for no reason um there was great directing that was really introspective scenes that was a lot of um really great work but at the heart of it was really about just love and family and i think to get something so crazy and still rooted in just a very traditional and even just a very, very heartfelt story, I think was was incredible. I mean, Michelle Yeoh, uh, incredible, really moving. Um, Jonathan K. Kwan, uh, Ki Kwe Kwan was fantastic. I didn't know it was, I, I was within the first, I wanna say, 15 minutes of watching the film i thought it was who i thought it was i i turned to my girlfriend i'm like is that short round and she's like who and as i continued listening to his voice i was just like yeah yeah that's short round that's short round 
I was crazy. It's the kid from Indiana Jones, Short Round. He's 40 years oh. later, comes back to act in a film, and he hasn't been in the media for so long because he's been out. He, he got ousted um, because of the lack of roles for Asian actors and, and was back and did a phenomenal job. Comfy work, stunt work was fantastic. Directing was amazing. A24 doing what they do. If you're not aware, I'm also an A24 fanboy, so I was I was with it. <laughs> I, again, was fun, was weird, was creative, was just all over the top. Was had everything I'd love: comedy, martial arts, um, just all and just great directing all out. Just camera work was fantastic, but it, it was it was so fun. I could not stop laughing. There were so many scenes. I was the loudest person in the theater, and. I, that's saying something. So I totally think if you have not, please, please, please go out and watch everything everywhere all at once. If we're talking multiverses, probably the best thing you're going to see until Doctor Strange. Maybe even better than Doctor yeah, Strange. We'll see. see but again, I, I think it, it was just wow. fantastic. I really believe. I will say if I'm giving it a rating, 9.8. Wow. There was nothing wrong with this, and I I want to give it a ten, and I think I will if I watch it again. But I there was nothing bad about this film. I will say it was long, but I think it needed to be. But I, and I liked the way they did it. I liked the pacing of it. Um, I liked the way they did it in like books, like chapters, which was nice. But, Maybe and it was run really. Wants to go next Tuesday. There was one really cool scene where um, they they had a fake cop out, and I really enjoyed it. So I will say, yeah, definitely go and watch it. Spend your money. I think it's worth it. I think it's worth it. <laughs> Absolutely. Spend your money on this. Yes. Spend your money on this. <laughs> oh, damn. Okay. Great review. I had, honestly, I've heard nothing but fantastic things about this film and I have not seen it yet. So I'm going to try and make it a point in the next week to go see it um, before my crazy schedule happens. Um, but anything else you want to discuss on everything everywhere all at once? Just watch it, please. Like it's, it, it's, it's definitely, I really do believe like next season, Oscar season, <clears throat> It needs to be nominated, and I think the people involved need to be nominated. I think it, it's such a creative outlook. It's so cool to see an Asian family on screen again, and one that isn't one that doesn't take themselves so seriously. I think really cool. Jamie Lee I mean, Curtis was also funny as hell. Um, just amazing character work all around. Yes, yes, she's so good in it. Fucking hilarious. So fun. <laughs> but I really, I really appreciate it. It was such a good, it was a breath of fresh air, honestly. I haven't enjoyed myself in the theater that, that much in a while. You know, what's interesting in is I've while. never really heard you. And you know, a film is really good when Zach goes off about it because he doesn't go off about many, many films in life no. other than like the Batman you went off on. You really like that one. But well, that was that was also because it was been two, three years of waiting for it to finally get it. Yeah, literally. Of course I did. So makes sense. But yeah, I don't I don't really rave about films all that much unless no does something. This one did something for sure. Good. 
All right. Um, but next, so this was actually an ironic one because we did discuss this last week on Wait For Podcast. Um, so Hawkeye, via, com- via comic book, um, shout out to those amazing guys. Uh, so Marvel is reportedly not considering renewing it for a second season, although it was in the books for it to possibly have a second season. Um, Zach, I know you're not going to really care about this one, but any thoughts on it? Thank you, Marvel. Great decision. (laughs) Buggies on it. A fantastic executive decision that was just made. I honestly, I'm so for this. But like, in all seriousness, like I really don't think there was any way for that story to go. I think we got everything we needed out of it. We got redemption in uh, Hawkeye, uh, kind of Mm -hmm. getting everything back, destroying Ronin. We got redemption in... Uh, Kate Bishop getting to work with her hero and finally tap in and get to be best friends with her hero, which is what she wanted the whole time. Yelena finally gets to figure out what happened to her sister, and that's over. Um, I, I just, I just don't see what happens. Do you do? Is it? Are we still talking about Echo, and we're still seeing what happens with her? Or you know, where where does it really go? I really don't see where it goes unless we decide to bring. Yeah. I mean, it did everything it needed to do. It brought back characters that were from um, Marvel series and TV shows into the mix. We brought new characters in. Um, we brought old characters in that we've seen before and we know. We've, we've talked about, you know, this team that Valentina is going to be creating. Like, I, I honestly really do not see where it goes past this. So I think it was a great. I also don't think... What other season are they going to pick? They're going to pick Easter season. Like I really, you know what I mean? Like I don't Easter know where season. the theme is for the for the time frame they're going to do it. I mean, it could be another Christmas thing. I think it did what it was supposed to. It's a it's a fun investment. If anything, it should be we should really do more work on Hawkeye instead of Kate Bishop because I think it became wow the Kate Bishop show real quickly. Um, and if we are going to do a re a, a second season or anything. I'd rather it be Kate Bishop focused and we learn more about Kate because I, I truly believe that although the title was Hawkeye, it was the Kate Bishop show. I, I really was not invested in what was going on with Hawkeye. I could care less. For me, it was about what's happening with Kate. And I think that speaks volumes if the, you know, underdog Avenger who gets his own show is playing second fiddle to a new character that we're just meeting then does it show that the studio has faith in that character? Kind of unfortunate. I think, again, if we're going to do a product about Hawkeye, really focus it on Hawkeye. I think there were so many great storylines. Um, being hearing impaired and how he was dealing with that, having a family that that didn't know he was out doing hero work. I think maybe more connection with his family, what's going on there, and, and making the stakes higher. It, it's no longer just the... And yeah, we got to the point where we're talking about, you know, his family were in danger, but I also think like really doing it, really make sure his wife and kids were in danger so that he really has to save them because really the story was Hawkeye the mentor and Kate Bishop the new Hawkeye. And I think it got away from the point being this is about us yeah. seeing Jeremy Renner reclaim Hawkeye and really show that Hawkeye is cool. And he's not a character that gets pushed to the side. And unfortunately they did exactly the opposite. So I couldn't care about a second season. I think this is the great decision, great call, and uh, looking forward to other content. 
No, I do agree. And although I am a Hawkeye fan because I do love the underdog, and that's been a known fact since we've started this podcast, um, I think it is a smart decision if they do decide to not do move forward and do a second season. I think um, Katie was saying they should do – that they think she thinks they're gonna just move forward with Kate Bishop and which they should and they will with Young Avengers eventually um but I really hope that she gets pulled into more projects and I do think so on a on a weird partial level I think that Hawkeye is kind of done like his his he got his redemption he his character arc is kind of up there. Like it's at its climactic level, but I think that there is still more story to tell with him knowing that his wife was hinted as agent, uh, whatever was 99, um, or whatever the agent was. So I think he could come. I would like to see him come back as a mentor. I would like to see him and Bruce Banner, come back and mentor these young superheroes, which I think at the comics they do. But I'd like to see him in future projects, not as a main character, but as somebody who just comes in when needed. If that makes sense. I It totally makes sense, but then it's not about Hawkeye, is it? And so, like you said, his, his storyline is over. I really don't think there's anywhere else they can go with it. I think it did what it was supposed to. And if anything, Hawkeye the series was just a christening for us to see Kate Bishop and include Kate Bishop in future projects. Oh, yeah. And I think most fans are more excited about Haley Steinfeld and what's happening with her than we are about Jeremy Renner. So I think they made a great executive decision and a, and a money-making one where they said, you know, at this point, the future of the MCU is in these younger characters. Our folks who really built the series are on their way out and are being killed off. And I think if Jeremy Renner's Hawkeye survives, like you said, can come in as as these moments of mentorship or, you know, when uh, a hero is in a pickle and then there's an arrow that shoots across the screen and we're like, oh my God, it's Hawkeye. I think that's where they're going to use him again. But I, I really don't think there's a story for him unless somebody really goes out and does like a Logan type thing where we really are invested in Hawkeye. I think we got to see some of the Ronin years. We got to see him finally deal with that. Yeah. how he deals with being hearing impaired and how his life has been transformed, how he deals with people. Which I like that they did. Friend. They've done I everything like that they need to. The character's, fully yeah. developed. the character's fully developed. There is nothing else to do with this character. So why are we then thinking about a second season? The only thing a second season is going to do is just have us watch Kate and then Hawkeye in the back <laughs> telling her what to do. Like, So it's not called Hawkeye then. It's called Kate Bishop. I mean, no, I, I absolutely agree with you. And as someone who's a huge advocate for Hawkeye, I think that at this point he just needs to come in as a mentor or just someone like as a guest appearance, which would make it even better, I think. It would make him more it would make it more hyped on his end. Because then when people see the bow and arrow cross the screen, they're gonna they're gonna freak out and be like, Oh my gosh, like he's here to help. Um I mean, he doesn't really have main character vibes. He just has, like, the the character that's always there to help. But any other thoughts on Hawkeye before we move on? Nope. Great decision. Thank you, Foggy. Doing it again. Amazing job. Um, so I did want to bring up, so Oppenheimer has 
added more people to the cast. Um, so the cast is completely stacked and does now include um, so people who we have known that would be involved in the film. Um, so we have Killian Murphy, Florence Pugh, Robert Downey Jr., Gary Oldman, Emily Blunt, Matt Damon, Gustav Skarsgård. Didn't even know there was another one of those. Um, Jack Quaid, Michael Ingarano, Rami Malek, Jason Clark, Josh Peck, Tony Goldwyn, and many more. Um, thoughts on thoughts on this film? <laughs> what do you expect? It's Nolan, isn't it? It's a Nolan flick. Yes, it is a Nolan film, which is going to make it even better, um, which I do have a discussion for that later on. But just thoughts on like him take him acting like Dennis Vellenvu, which I, I always know I butcher it, um, but taking all these A-list actors and putting them all in a film together. I see that they've been filming at Princeton, um, but thoughts on... This next big project of his. Wait, I'm confused. Are are we talking about Oppenheimer still? So what I mean by um, with Dune having all these actors in the film, Dune had a stacked cast. They had Oscar Isaac. They had, um, I think, Stellan Skarsgård, Zendaya, Timothy Chalamet, um, Rebecca Ferguson, just all these A-list actors. And it looks like now that's kind of like the Hollywood thing with Nolan casting all these phenomenally great actors of our time. So I don't know. It's just, it's interesting to me to see the way they're casting now um, and the way that they're just pulling all these Hollywood actors, especially with... Um, Knives Out too. we have a stock cast there, and we have Barbie as well, which we'll get into uh, next. But what are your thoughts on Oppenheimer? Is it kind of like a hyped movie for you? Is it, what are your thoughts? Well, as far as costing is concerned, I'm not surprised. I mean, Nolan has been doing this, has been doing this for a long time. So, I mean, it's no different to his stuff with the, the Dark Knight trilogy. It's no different to... Dunkirk, it's really no different to any project that he's done as far as stacking the deck with great um, actors. I can see the resemblance to Dune, I will say, and I do think it is now a Hollywood thing of we're just going to pack movies with all of these people. But then again, I also think that um, Marvel has been doing that for a little while. Um, so it's no surprising. It's not surprising to me at all. Um do I think Oppenheimer is going to be a great film? I do, because I trust Nolan. I think it's going to be a great project. Um, but yeah, I'm, it's not it's not a it's not a standout for me at the moment. Again, I think that after Tenant, I've kind of been tapped out on Nolan. So we'll see. I, I'll probably still watch it, but then again, I haven't even seen Dunkirk, so. We'll see, but no, it's not highly anticipated at this point. That's fair. I mean, I, I believe it's about the atomic bomb, so... And I think it's going to be in black and white, too, from the pictures that I've seen. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of agree with you. I'm not highly anticipating it. kind of just want to see what the trailer looks like. kind of want to see what... Um, there's a few people I'm interested in seeing in the film, but it's not highly anticipated for me. 
Um, Greta Gerwig adds more cast members to the list of Barbie. Um, this is a film I was not anticipating, nor was I excited for it. But with the amount of who they've added to the cast, I'm kind of swaying my way more towards excited. Um, but we're going to have Emma Mackey, Margot Robbie, Ryan Gosling, Kate McKinnon, Will Ferrell, Simu Lee, Michael Sierra, America Frera, and many more cast members, um, which brings me to my discussion for us with the success of films such as knives out knives out Two, new year's eve and valentine's day do we think these huge a-list films overshadow or succeed with a huge cast So with uh, the success of films such as Knives Out, Knives Out 2, New Year's Eve, and Valentine's Day, do we think these huge A-list films overshadow or succeed with a huge cast? Ooh, good question. Um, overshadow or, or, or succeed? Um I I think the only is maybe a caveat to that question. I think it depends on how much screen time folks get. If you have a big cost and you're giving everyone equal screen time, I think it can work out. I think um, I think that Knives Out showed that it's possible and it works when it works well. I think Dune has also proved it it can work well. Um, but I. I do think sometimes somebody gets the short end of the stick, unfortunately. So I don't know the answer to that question. I think that's a really good question. I really, I really don't know. I, I haven't felt that anything's been, anybody's been overshadowed or anything's been overshadowed. And I also don't think these movies have overtly succeeded. I mean, Dune is probably the only one that I can say for sure. But, you know, I think most have been successful so yeah i would say it's still maybe success they, they, they've achieved a lot that's probably how i would phrase that question or no, answer that question i'm sorry so my final question would be which film would you be more excited for with these huge a-list cast uh christopher nolan's Oppenheimer or greta gerwig's barbie I personally think I'd be I'm more excited for Barbie in a weird sense just because um, I do love Margot Robbie and I really haven't seen Ryan Gosling in many projects over the last maybe five or so years other than I know he's been in Blade Runner. Um, but yeah, and I love what Greta, Ger Greta Gerwig puts out there. She did Little Women. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited for Barbie. Yeah, I'm going to agree. Barbie. Barbie's the the more exciting project. I mean, you've got Will Ferrell involved as well. I mean, insane. Uh, I agree with you. I think Greta Gerwig is but great stuff. I think included um, Emerald Fennell, Issa Rae, um, Margot Robbie. Obviously, I, I just think there's something really cool here, and we really don't know what the story is going to be about. 
And also you're talking about Barbie, which is like the biggest toy in the world, maybe, <laughs> or at least the most popular. So I, I got to go with Barbie. Absolutely. I'm going with Barbie. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, on that level between the two films, I just don't know much about Oppenheimer to be super excited. But Barbie, I'm interested to see what they do with it because you just never know. I trust her. I trust Gerwig as a director. She's put out phenomenal projects. So I think I think her project's going to be good. Um, but any final thoughts on anything we've discussed tonight between um, your movie review, my movie review, and everything in between it? Nope. As always, I feel like I, I leave it all on the floor. And uh, I felt like, you know, I said everything I needed to say. So that's a no from me as per usual. Awesome. Yeah, me neither. Um, just looking forward to the next couple weeks. Um, but why don't you go ahead and close us out, Zach? Absolutely. Well, that was another episode of TWSS with Zach and Nicole. And we will see you next time.